Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. Hey guys, I hope you're doing well. It's uh, Dave Mormon here. Uh, I wanted to do things a little bit differently today on this video and just share openly uh, with you a little bit just to give you a bit of a glimpse into my entrepreneurial journey. You know, it's something I haven't shared with a lot of people and so I just wanna be able to share that uh, with you today as hopefully uh, you know a vehicle to be able to bring you some encouragement as you go through your entrepreneurial journey. So I just kind of want to open it up and tell you kind of more of my background so you can see where I'm coming from uh, on this channel as I provide you you know trainings and teachings. I want you to know kind of where that's rooted in and uh, kind of get into my story a little bit. So I wasn't uh, you know, I didn't come from a family of entrepreneurs, uh, really. You know, I, I've kind of charted this own path, just how my uh, life has gone. You know, people ask, oh, are you born an entrepreneur, born a leader? I think you can be born with some of those tendencies, but you're, you know, it doesn't necessarily dictate success in, in this field. So, you know, I did out of high school what I thought you're supposed to do. I went to university, uh, I got a business degree there, and I really only chose business because at the time uh, the captain of the soccer team was doing business and so I thought you know this seems like a, a cool degree to get and really all I wanted to do was just play on the soccer team. Um, I got a soccer scholarship uh, as a first year to you know go into uh, uh, basically I thought the dream situation is to be able to play soccer and study at the same time uh, and get your schooling, you know, paid for, which which was awesome. So I went to school at a, a local university here in Abbotsford, just a neighboring town, maybe 40 minutes from where I currently live. And I studied business there, and, and it was all good. Um, you know, I went through my first year of, of business school and played soccer, but then what happened is I sustained uh, a couple of concussions in playing soccer, like back to back, you know, within a month or two of each other. Um, pretty bad concussions too on, on basically so bad that I'm laying, you know, on my bed for a few weeks at a time. You can't look at any light. You can't look at a cell phone light. So it was pretty, you know, dark days. I was 19, 20 years old at the time and you know, basically went to see a number of doctors and they basically told me, you know, if you don't want to be getting headaches down the road when you're 30, 40, 50, we'd suggest, you know, you don't play soccer anymore. And for me, um, soccer was really wrapped up in my identity. It was really, you know, a big part of who I was. I played all through high school, uh, high level soccer. I played uh, on the university team, um, you know, got the scholarship and thought that was kind of my, my path to continue to play soccer. But obviously, you know, God had other plans for me. And so I ended up pivoting out of playing soccer. I actually got into coaching at my old high school. That's a, a side story and I do love 
coaching other business owners now and, and also coaching soccer. But what happened was uh, I pivoted out of kind of the soccer world. And while I was going to business school, I actually, uh, a friend gave me at the time back in 2009, you know, 10, 11, 12 years ago now, gave me this kind of CD-ROM, which back in the day, if you're young and listening, you'd, you'd pop this kind of CD disc into your laptop and you would watch uh, a short presentation. And what that was, was a, uh, a student painting company basically said, you know, you can run your own student painting business and you can make, you know, $20,000 in a summer. And, and for me, I was like, man, this is literally living the dream. If I can learn how to paint, uh, and apply my business skills, I think I could make, you know, 20 grand. And so I went into my, my first year and dove in and, and I, I didn't make 20 grand that first year, but I did scrape my knee and figure out just how stressful it is to be an entrepreneur. You know, it was actually that first summer I lost, I think 15 pounds, uh, just because I was so stressed all the time. You know, I didn't eat any lunch. I was just like racing from thing to thing, like, go paint over here and then go set up the crew and then go do this interview and go do this and that and you know like the million things you do in your business and so that first year for me was just like a case in point of like what michael gerber says you know the the entrepreneurial seizure i was like oh you know i i know how to paint i can run my own business and it was just like wow my goodness there's actually so much to it and there's such a difference from working in your business to actually working on your business at a high level like a ceo so i never knew that at the time but that was kind of what i was doing so um, the student painting business was really good to me. You know, I actually ran it for four seasons. Uh, I managed to double my business uh, every year until the the end in 2012. I had, you know, a production manager. I had, um, you know, four or five crews uh, with two painters on each one. And we would go through and paint, you know, a couple hundred homes in a year. And uh, it was that last year we produced around, I think, $315,000 of work in, a, in pretty much a summer, which where I am in BC, you know, the summers are pretty short because we get so much rain. So that last year went so good and, and managed to do it debt free that I actually was able to save a chunk of money and go invest that and buy my first house. And so I was 23 years old when I bought my first condo, moved out of my parents' place. And that was kind of like, the first taste of some success for me. You know, I was like, wow, I can actually run this business. I can go paint someone's home. They can give me money and I can then invest it and, you know, live, live how I want to live a great life, this and that. So that was kind of like just the beginning of kind of this like seed of entrepreneurship being sown within me. So then I, I journeyed on, you know, I actually ended up buying a painting franchise because I liked it so much. And so I managed to grow that painting franchise over the next four years or so. Um, and, and we grew and added more team members. But what happened was I just felt a little bit stuck. You know, I was making good money. I'd take my winners off. I'd go, you know, backpack through Thailand or Bali or Vietnam or wherever. And it was like a pretty sweet life being, you know, a 24 year old kid. Uh, you could work hard, you know, eight, nine months of the year and then just literally go put your phone in airplane mode and go travel around the world uh, and then come back, do it all again. So I did that for like a few years and it was definitely fun, but it kind of came to a point where uh, around being 26 or so, 
so for you know five-ish years ago now um, I just wanted something more you know I was like I don't want to go through my 30s and be stuck to this franchise where I'm having to pay this fee every time because as we grew that fee grew too and it was growing so much that I was just like man I feel like I can pay a manager to run my company how big this fee is getting and don't get me wrong like franchises are great think when you start like it did set me off in this journey of entrepreneurship but I do think sometimes they can get you can feel a bit trapped and a little bit chained to it you may have friends who've experienced this or maybe you have yourself where they give you good training support to get you going but then you just kind of feel a little bit trapped and you're like ah, I can't really change this system because it's the franchiser and you don't like fully own your client base it's just like kind of a weird place to be as you evolve in your entrepreneurship journey so I ended on good terms with the franchiser and basically said, you know, I don't see this as my future and so I want to go and build something different. And so in 2016 is when I, I started my company Revive Washing and so I wanted this to be a different business, you know, with a brand and actually based on my backpacking experiences through Southeast Asia, I saw villages that actually didn't have clean water and people were dying from not having clean water. I was doing a bunch of research on the internet. I started a little side business at the time hosting parties with my best friend uh, and and we would donate uh, the the profit from those parties to fund water wells and we sponsored a few projects and so that got me thinking you know let's use my business skills I've got a business degree which doesn't really mean too much but I more had this experience of how I could go in and really wow a customer and, and really these customer service skills and marketing and finances, I had all these skills. So I thought, let's start a whole new brand that actually gives someone a clean, give somebody a clean house here. I, I, we live in a very affluent area in the West here in Canada. Let's give them a clean house, get them to pay for it. Let's take 3% of what they pay me, let's put that in a separate account and let's use that to fund water projects. And so um, four and a half years ago now, I partnered with uh, Hope International, which is a foundation that sponsors water wells around the globe. And up to this date now, um, we've sponsored 27 water wells with my company, Revive Washing, which is incredible because each well will bring water to somewhere around 40-ish people or so. And so we're starting to create this impact now. And that's what I wanted. I wanted to have a business that you know, business's number one goal should be to make money. Obviously, you want to make money, provide, you know, freedom and time for you and your family, travel the world, live in a nice house. All that stuff is great. I'm a 100% for that. But I think there can be a deeper like pining within you to, to kind of contribute something more. And for me, it was how can I actually contribute to people who don't have anything? How can I give to a cause for something that I really care about? And so for me, that was clean water. I wanted Revive to exist for something bigger than just cleaning houses. And now that you know we're a team of about 12 people now, I have a team with me that's like stoked on this water mission. You know, we want to we want to sponsor more wells. We even want to sponsor the building of a school in Cambodia. It's my dream too that one day uh, I want to actually take my team across the world to Cambodia and see like the impact that we've made. So it's an, an incredible way you can use your vehicle uh, for good. If you want to chat more on this, send me a message or an email. Hit me up. I'd love to chat. 
uh, more on this. So basically created Revive back in 2016. It was just me. I bought a $3,000 Astro van on Craigslist. I spent, you know, a thousand bucks wrapping it. I hired a crappy company. The wrap ended up falling off. But I learned how to clean windows and I learned, you know, how to go, uh, how to pressure wash, how to wash homes, how to clean gutters. And I basically just started building out this entire business of what it could be. And I wanted to reimagine, you know, a customer service business that is just like a purple unicorn where you get incredible experience white glove service where you get a crew that's just extremely friendly and happy to be there and then a profitable business as well i'm huge on the numbers and data but then in addition to that like the cherry on the top the icing on the cake is also this company gives to water wells abroad so i've been in this journey the last few years of just systematizing my business and so also in 2016 into 2017 is where I met my business coach. I learned about a book called The E-Myth. Um, and you know, this was really only four and a half, five years ago that I just really fell in love with systems. I went to a couple conferences. I worked with my business coach. I did another online course program. I read hundreds of business books and just like fully immersed myself into entrepreneurship, into growth mode. You know, I'm, ro I'm not listening to the radio really anymore. I'm rolling podcasts. I traded in my TV for a few years and filled it up with bookshelves. And now I'm married, we have a TV, we like watching shows, but it's just like finding that balance of like learning, 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 and then you're like implementing. And so I still feel like I'm, I'm young today. You know, I'm 32 years old. My business is turning five years old. Uh, come this May and we still have a long way to go. You know, we've got a big three-year vision where we've got a team of 40 people in different departments. We've got an office, a home base, trucks on the road. We're, we're very profitable. We're, we're making lots of money and doing a lot of, lot of good in our area. And so that's my vision I have for Revive and my team knows where we're taking that. But I started this business to really free up my time because uh, I'm at this point in life where I've recognized, you know, time is infinitely more valuable to me than money. And so a key book that I've since learned from is, is Dan Sullivan's book, who's a, a famous business coach. It's called Who Not How, and it's with uh, uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And what they talk about is how can we actually delegate to get people on your team to help you with the outcome. So now for me, I'm not asking like, how can I do Facebook ads? How can I, uh, you know, be better at hiring? How can I go and run this estimate? I'm always thinking who. And so as you ascend in your journey, my brain is switched on to thinking who. I'm like, I want to look for a rock star production manager. I want to look for a rock star assistant for them. I want someone awesome in my office who can run my marketing, who can run my Facebook ads. I'm always thinking who, who, who. Even this video you're watching, like, I'm not going to be the one editing it or making like the cool thumbnail. I've got a designer and a team member to do that with me. So always think who, not how. It's a key 
uh, point in delegation, delegating the outcome as, uh, or delegating the tasks, I guess, to get the outcome as you continue to grow. So I've spent the last number of years, you know, systematizing my business. Like I said, we still have a ways to go, but the business is at a point where we've got multiple trucks on the road. I've got an office manager to oversee our office. I've got a sales rep to go to the estimates. I've got a production manager to run my teams. And so I'm in this general manager role, which at our point is an awesome place to be in where I'm now coaching those leaders and trying to bring out the best in them because in the office, the office manager is going to have a team and the production manager is going to have a team and eventually our sales reps going to have a team of sales reps. And so you want to just keep, you know, leveling up your leadership skills as you grow. But now I'm in this position this last year where I've been coaching and mentoring other uh, students of mine who also own pressure washing businesses. And the people I've been loving to work with are the ones who they know how to do the pressure washing. That's not what we talk about in my high level coaching program. We actually talk about how can we systematize the back end of your business? How can we dial in like a lever to pull to get more jobs at a low cost method? How can we pull a lever and get more awesome people on your team? How can we make a vision and an org chart? And how can we dial in your budget and your finances? How do we run our office? Like all these things, what do you do when you do a quote? Uh, what's your sales process? How do you hire people? Like all these things we're going through in my course and it's all um, systems that I've been able to develop in my pressure washing business and now my students are finding great success with it. And I'm not just like throwing the learning at my students being like, here, learn this stuff. It's like you actually get to learn the stuff online, but then you get to come on coaching calls with me and other pressure washing business owners in our mastermind group and actually learn from me and learn from each other in this like awesome Q&A sessions we have where there's just so much learning going on. So if I can leave you with one thing through my journey, it's like, honestly, get around people who are more successful than you are. Because if I look at myself as this like skinny 19 year old kid, giving up on soccer and diving into business, losing 15 pounds, working like crazy, it's just like, don't look down and in within your business, actually look up and look out because you're gonna see opportunity when you can start working on your business rather than just head down in it. Because if I didn't discover coaches and mentors and books and podcasts and like really fall in love with the process of actually learning and honing my craft, um, you're, you're just going to stay with a little rinky dink business. Like the people who have a fixed mindset and don't want to grow, their business kind of caps out at like 100K. It's like, no one can do anything as good as I can. I'm the best. When millennials, they, they suck as employees. You know, I, I, I can't keep anyone good and so I'm gonna go do it. Like, there's so many of those people out there uh, and, and it really grinds against me because I've hired over 100 people now in my painting business, my washing business. We have a Christmas light division. I'm always hiring people looking for awesome people who can free up my time. Now, we've also went through people and there's some people who haven't been a great fit. So I'm not saying like, this is easy, but I'm all of the mind of like, don't build the owner operator model because I think it doesn't free you up. Like you pretty much just own a high paying job where this model I'm preaching is the enterprising model, build a team, be a leader, set it up properly. Again, we have problems every day. Like this thing rings every day with probably a good problem for me to solve. That's just part of growing your business on your journey. You know, Tony Robbins said, I think he has 
1200 employees he said in an interview you know what's the chances like one of those 1200 people like screwed something up today it's like a thousand percent it just happened and so you got to be pretty realistic with this thing you know don't get too up and down with your emotions but uh, once you do this a few seasons, you're just going to be like, yeah, you know what? I've dealt with this problem. Someone's quit on me before. I've had an angry client. I've dealt with a one-star Google review. You learn to manage your emotions a little bit better. But I think the big thing in my journey is just get around successful people who've already done that uh, before because we're turning five years old and my company's growing very quickly. I think it could have taken us 10 years, 15, 20 years if I didn't get around people who had already done it, didn't, haven't done it. And if I didn't hire a coach, I don't think we'd be where we, we are today. So if you look at my story for some inspiration, it's not my business degree that, that made me special. I don't think I am special. I think I've just literally put in my 10,000 hours of work and then some, and I'm continuing to hone my craft. So Revive is still growing. I, my plan going forward is to own it for a very long time, to keep it systematized, feeding my lifestyle for my family, and then my coaching business is growing, um, growing quickly, and I'm starting to work with more students and bring them results in their business and their life. You know, it's really an incredible opportunity we have as entrepreneurs. Uh, for me, I take easily eight weeks of vacation every year. Um, you know, I have structure to my to my weeks and key initiatives to get done, but if there's something important to go to, I'll probably rejig my schedule and find a way to be there. Um, my wife and I travel the world. Uh, we have a great home we live in in a beautiful city. Uh, I've got a great family, friends. Uh, my health is pretty good. I like to exercise. So all these things are like byproducts of the person that you become. And so, you know, I, I'll, I'll leave you with this in that, you know, a great business starts with a great owner and you need to be working on yourself if you want to achieve results in your life and in your business. So don't look at me as perfect or some poster boy that I have it all because I still have problems. I'm far from perfect. My team's far from perfect. But honestly, I'm just having fun in the journey. Like I'm 32, I look at the last eight years of growing my painting business into pressure washing, into coaching, investing into real estate, traveling the world. Like I'm so excited for what the next eight years plus uh, holds for me, uh, for my wife, for our family. So uh, I hope you take this story and find some encouragement with it um, through my entrepreneurial journey. If you've got like any questions at all about my journey or maybe how it applies to you running your business, just don't be shy, drop a comment below in the comments or you can always message me. Uh, I'm on Instagram at the Home Service Business Coach. I'm pretty active there uh, or even Facebook uh, message me at David Mormon. Uh, I'm always happy to chat. Um, if you talk to successful people, typically nine times out of 10, they're pretty happy to give back to you because they got to where they are from having a growth mindset and everyone successful had mentors they looked up to and so they always wanna pay it forward and give it back. So don't be shy to reach out to people to help further your entrepreneurial journey. So it's Dave Mormon here signing off. Uh, I thank you for watching my story here uh, and don't be shy to reach out if you got any questions, I'm always happy to chat. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.